1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I have a wonderful show in store for you. I'm going to pique your curiosity a little bit. You know, we've all been hearing about abundance and um manifesting abundance within our lives. And, you know, there's a lot of misnomers out there that make it seem like all you have to do is just wish for it and it's going to happen. But that's not actually necessarily true. So if your person is looking to spark or rather ignite abundance into your life, you definitely want to stay tuned and check this out. You may even want to pull up a chair get something to write with, and uh, I guarantee you're going to leave today with some nuggets of gold that you'll be able to incorporate in your life immediately and see some transformational things happen almost instantaneously. I have a wonderful guest, um, and he's really, really excited to be here to share his wealth, his wisdom, and his info on how we can have more abundance. And it's kind of like we have 40 days to more wealth, health, love and happiness and who does not want that. But before we get started, I uh, want to thank our our special sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company at com. Check them out. They're a holistic natural health and wellness company that provides natural solutions so that you can be healthy and well as you travel down your path to bliss, if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to look good, if you're looking to feel better, sleep better, energize, or just have that spunk that you used to have back in the day, then I highly suggest that you check out the Health Healing Wellness Company at healthhealingwellness.com. And I also want to thank our next sponsor, All Day Cable Incorporated is a telecommunications company that's been around since 1990. How many companies can say that? Located in the heart of the Silicon Valley in lovely San Jose, California and they help you to telecommute better with your clients so that you make the connections, the right connections the first time. They do your network distribution as far as all your fiber, your wireless systems, your Voice data cabling and basically your whole backbone of uh, how we how we communicate with our clients today. And if any of those areas are not functioning appropriately, as we all know, sometimes we've had those. Areas in our day where our our telecom, our computer, our telephones, things of that nature aren't working, and that could be very costly to a business. And they make sure that that doesn't happen for you. So if you are in need of a really good telecommunications company that's been around forever, so to speak, um, then you want to check out All Day Cable Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. Now, let's get started because I'm super intrigued. I received this wonderful book, and as a, the host and uh, extraordinaire person of blissful living, I get tons of authors coming to me with books, and I don't have time to always read them all, but sometimes some of them just really stick out and speak to me and piques my curiosity. And this, this book that I received called The Abundance Project actually is one of those books that did that for me. It just kind of spoke out and I'm like, Oh, let me check it out and, you know, see if it's just saying what everybody else is saying about just wishing and dreaming and you will manifest abundance. And actually it wasn't, it wasn't that way. It actually spoke to me because it, provided me with the message, messages that I needed to hear at that moment in time. And so it is my pleasure and my honor to share the author with you. Let me tell you a little bit about him. His name is Derek Rydahl, and he is um, one of a new generation of spiritual visionaries and thought leaders. He is an um, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble number one best selling author of a book called Emergence. Seven steps for radical change, radical life change. Now, in that particular book, um, he revealed the revolutionary principle, the law of emergence, showing people how to tap into the pattern of perfection. In any area of their life and create the right conditions for it to unfold now um, Derek has a diverse background includes training some top executives at Fortune Five hundred companies such as American Express and the Walt Disney Company he's empowered leaders and uh, communications and coaching celebrities and media professionals including Oscar and Emmy winners on creating conscious entertainment as a Huffington post contributor, frequent podcast guest and host of his own top rated emergence podcast. He shares cutting edge spiritual principles and success strategies to achieve financial freedom and abundance, master productivity and creativity and gain true wealth, and happiness, and, like, who does not want that? Now, I want to share a little bit about um, his new book, and we'll share more as we go through the interview today or conversation um, with you as to how you can pick up this book. And I'm going to say you just really, really, really are going to want to pick up this book because, like I said, it just... It, it really hits home. It really hit home for me and I'm sure it will for you as well. Um I actually have a friend that um is doing something that she called the abundance project and I'm like, oh wait a minute. I've heard that before but her venture has nothing to do with what is in uh Derek's book. So let me just tell you a little bit about the book. Now, what would you do if you had the freedom, passion, resources, and resourcefulness to reach your full potential? I think you would probably be, like me, unstoppable with whatever you want to accomplish. And in this book, Derek shares a wealth of information on how we can have more wealth, health, love, and happiness. And so I could talk forever and do a, you know, 15 minute, 20 minute introduction, but that's not what you're here for. And um, that actually gets kind of boring after a while because we want to get to the goods, right? So at this moment in time, I would like to welcome number one bestselling author on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, Derek Rydell, to Blissful Living. Welcome to the show, Derek.
0: Oh, thank you. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here, truly.
1: Yeah, well, it's an honor and pleasure to have you, especially after I have read the book and um, really dived into what you had to share. Just like I said, you know, sometimes you just get things that you're meant to receive at that moment in time, and you're like, yeah. well, why am I getting this? But it's just meant to happen. So thank you for writing the book, because I, I actually just fell in love with it. I wrote all in it. I got notes and, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's around. what a book loves. A book wants to be used. A self-help book yeah. like that, a personal development book. It wants to be really used. The more dog ears and highlights and underlines, the the more joyful and blissful the book becomes.
1: <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. And I'm one of those kind of people that I will highlight, dog ear. I even like to... Um, when I'm reading something, particularly something like your book, I really like to, um if I underline something or I highlight something, I like to write in the margin the date mm. that I'm reading it at that moment in time nice. because I don't like to give my books away. I'm really, um they become really personal and part of me. And years later, maybe may be one year, maybe two, maybe five, and maybe ten, but I'll pull that book out and I'll read a section of it and I'll see where I've dated it and then I can go back and remember that date in time, like what was I going through or what was I you know, what what was happening in my life and it's yeah. amazing, you know, was like, oh wow, I don't know, I was going through that. But I'm so glad I have this. And it's also good because um, you know, what I read say in two thousand eighteen for your with your book and what I underlined say if I pick it up in two thousand twenty one it may have a whole different message for me, and something else might jump up and speak to me. So that's just me, and I'm sure there are many people out there like me. But um, tell us, tell us. Now, what, I mean, I could, you know, of course, quote out of the book and pull stuff out of the book, but I want you to share with the listeners what made you dive into this topic of abundance,
0: yeah, well, um, I mean, it's certainly a topic everybody wants to know more about and master more fully, and I was no different. Uh, the, it really stemmed from, you know, my my previous work and book, which is really the foundation of everything I do, emergence and the law of emergence, uh, you know, many years ago I had a. Uh, I almost died of an overdose, and then I had a near-death experience or a brushless death experience almost drowning shortly after, and it cracked me open to a realization about how we are really designed to grow and how life is really meant to unfold, and that's what led to the discovery of what I call the Law of Emergence. And it turned my whole life around, and and the basic concept there was life doesn't happen to you, it happens through you, it comes from you, it emerges out of you, just like there's a seed and the tree is already in the seed, and when the conditions are right for that seed pattern, it naturally emerges. And that's very, very different than how we were taught to live. The seed doesn't go out and attract an oak tree or, or an apple tree. It doesn't achieve it. It doesn't have to become worthy of it. It doesn't have to go make it happen. It surrenders to the soil, and the conditions become a match for the seed pattern, and that tree blossoms and emerges out of it. And the whole universe emerged out of a condition in the quantum field we called the Big Bang. There was nothing, and then there was everything. There was no thing, but there was really this rich, invisible substance of intelligence and life, and it unfolded as the whole universe. Same thing is happening all the time in nature. Same thing happens when there's the seed within the woman's womb. It unfolds as the child. And so I realized that this whole idea of how we grow is backwards, that we've been taught That we show up here as an empty seed, and we have to go get a bunch of stuff to fill ourselves up, and add a bunch of stuff to us, and make ourselves better and more and worthy. And so the whole idea of self-improvement, it turns out, is really an oxymoron, because when you understand the self... Like you wouldn't say seed improvement. You know, the seed, the acorn doesn't go improve itself into a oak,
1: right? <laughs> and become a better acorn, right? Can yeah. become a,
0: it doesn't go out to become, well, and that's what we do. If an acorn tried to do that, tried to grow the way we were taught, it would just try to be the best nut in the forest, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh right and or the caterpillar would just try to go out and become a better caterpillar, you know, have a better caterpillar relationship, a better caterpillar body, a better caterpillar home, but it's meant to become a butterfly. It's meant for its true nature to emerge out of it. So I, when I when I caught this it was so radically shook my life, I pulled out of society, and I was going to become a monk. That didn't work out too well. I, I tried to go fast and <laughs> <laughs> do silent for, for like a week, and, and halfway through it, I freaked out so badly, I broke into the monk's kitchen in the middle of the night, stole food out of the refrigerator. So I was like, okay, maybe the monastic life isn't quite for me. Hmm. But, But ultimately, I I have since learned how to be silent and meditate for very long periods and fast and all that, but it wasn't right at the time. But as I went on this journey and really began to discover how we're meant to emerge and unfold and grow, my whole life turned around. I went from being broke, uh, literally suicidal, living on 19-cent boxes of macaroni and cheese in a little one-room apartment. To, oh, by the way, I did get really good at mac and cheese, so there's always a... Hey, don't variety.
1: knock that, because I, I right? love that box mac and cheese. I'm telling it's you. It's not 19 cents anymore. Like no, that's $1. true. 19, but that's like, right. Hey, so remember, it's like Forrest go Gump, go you know?
0: <laughs> remember Bubba, Sh- Bubba Shrimp, you know? It's like, I can cook <laughs> macaroni and cheese like he made shrimp. Um it's like Cajun <laughs> mac, uh, Asian <laughs> mac, uh, veggie oh, mac, right. you know, I could do it all. But... But ultimately, I turned it all around. I went from that to ultimately million-dollar homes and traveling the world and building a seven-figure transformational business. And it was like all these things began to blossom and unfold when I got out of the way of the natural process and I learned how to come into harmony with it. So that that was my first big leg of the journey and teaching emergence, and that came out as the best-selling book and all that stuff. Well, as I went along, the core idea of emergence is how to tap into the seed pattern of your true purpose and potential. But a, a lot of people were still struggling around abundance. And even I began to think, how did I create all this abundance? What, what was it about the emergence process that is the secret to abundance? Because nature is really, really abundant. So that's, it's somewhere in that, that framework of emergence. And I mm-hmm. found that, that in the process of emergence – one of the biggest key pieces, actually stage four, is whatever's missing is what you're not giving because mm. because it's all within you, right? So if you think about right. the seed, for the seed, if it if it doesn't let it out of the seed, it will never come into expression. It's got to come out of the seed. Everything comes out of the seed. And so I began to look at that and realize that the secret is whatever we want, if we want something more or different to come into our life, we must find a way to let something more or different come out of us. And You know,
1: I, I like that, what you yeah. said, right, you know, there with, like, um, you know, what's, what's ever in you, you have to allow to emerge forward out of you in order yes. for it to somewhat manifest. It's like someone that, you know, is a closet singer, and they, you know, I'm, I'm going to, use Whitney Houston, because, you know, Whitney Houston's a phenomenal singer. Right. Unfortunately, she had a very, you know, tragic ending and all that. But prior to that, when she was young, she would sing in the basement, in the garage or whatever, and she yep. didn't really think she could sing. And, you know, she would just sing to Aretha Franklin or whatever. Yep. And, you know, lo and behold, when she stepped out and allowed that beautiful voice that she had to emerge out of her and you get the, you know, you get the Whitney Houston that saying, I want to say one of the, if not the best national anthems ever sang, ever, 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 ever. And, you know, so it's like she allowed that to emerge. If she would have just kept it within her, we would have never been graced with the gift of hearing her sing because she did have a beautiful voice. And so it's, it's, it's a beautiful fact that you share because some people sometimes think that they need to seek things out. Outside of them, or externally, yeah. in order for something within them to mer- emerge, and, and yes. you're saying that's not the case whatsoever. You can't have it come. You can't have it emerge from out of you if it's not within you to begin with.
0: Exactly. You're brilliantly spoken, and and if we get a chance to talk a little bit later um, about the, the seven gifts or the seven the seven gifts that give you everything, then we will. Talk specifically because gift number one the seven gifts are giving out, giving away, giving up, giving in, giving thanks, giving to yourself, and forgiving. And the first one, giving out, is your time, talent, and treasure. So, talent, and for me, I'll just say this briefly to, to piggyback on the Whitney Houston story. You know, a lot of people are saying, I want to write a book, I want to create a business, I want to be a singer, a dancer, an artist, a whatever. And they're waiting for something or someone to validate or some condition to be right or to feel confident enough or some kind of change inside or outside before they fully step into that and start giving it and sharing it and shining it and circulating it and being it. And if you look at the people that have truly succeeded in any area, you'll find they didn't wait. And that was the case for me too. I was giving mm. talks. I was walking around giving talks in my underwear to the walls of my living room for a long <laughs> time before I ever anybody was ever watching me, right? And right. so and I was I would be on a road trip with my family and they'd all be asleep in the car and my wife would wake up and look over at me and catch me in the middle of a talk. You know? She'd be right. like, are you giving a what talk again? To? And I'm like, yeah. And um, even, it's so funny, yesterday I was, I was pulling into Trader Joe's to uh, get groceries, and I, I, I was thinking about something. I found myself talking out loud, and then I, I found myself sitting in the parking lot giving a whole talk to, to nobody. And I caught myself, and I'm like, who are you talking to, man? And it's like... <laughs> I'm just so used to to just letting it come out, to just sharing it and being in, in creating that it's so natural. So then what happened is eventually through a series of, you know, showing up in the world and, and, and giving, you know, reaching out and doing the work, you know, somebody on a very small little platform said, hey – I, You know, I heard you did this kind of stuff, you know, you want to come out, and sp- you, I got your email, you want to speak on this little guest thing. I said, sure. I did it. And because I had already been doing it for so long, even though nobody right. was watching, suddenly what came out had such resonance that people were like... Who is this guy? And then right. suddenly another producer called and another and another and another. And that's what you call an overnight success many years in the making. So, right. So that's because I was circulating and generating and growing and developing. And that's the key. I wasn't waiting. But, but you know, there's a, there's a lot more to get to the place where a lot of people listening can even really understand why that's so powerful. I mean, it makes sense on the surface, but it's important. Right, it does. Right, But it's important to understand some of the underlying principles so that people don't just kind of do it with blind faith, and perhaps we can, we can talk about some of that as well.
1: You know that. Uh, thank you. I, I mean that. That's you know I, I. I'm a huge, 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 huge sports fan. I love basketball. I love football. I love baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day when I was much, much, much younger, uh, you know, I was a I was an okay track and field athlete. I mean, I ran from the age of ten through through college, and and I was okay. I did okay. I had a very um, six month interesting, in very. Uh, inspirational experience with uh Bruce jenner and um nice. who's now caitlin cool. um but it you know it it when I look at you know people that are just so driven and so uh, good at what they do you know you take a LeBron James or as I used to, as I like to say about this fella here my son from another mother Stephen Curry you see oh. these people and they just yeah they, they, you know you just think wow they just you know they just got it and they just did it well you know it took years and years of years of them getting out practicing allowing you know, their weaknesses to become strong and, and you know, like you said, you would practice your you would just be talking, and practice your talk. Now back in the day before cell phones, people would have thought you were crazy. Nowadays you could talk all day long and people just figure, oh, he's in the car, he's talking on the cell phone, right? Exactly. So you could get away with it a little bit better and you don't look crazy. But yeah. it, it's amazing. Now there's something you you um you say in the book and um I, I just this is something that really spoke to me and it was uh, when you realize however the, that the source of abundance is spiritual or energetic the substance of consciousness or spirit and become unattached to any of its outward symbols then you begin to generate prosperity that takes nothing from anyone and benefits everyone you live in harmony and alignment while ending the war for wealth once and for all and as I when I read that I was like oh my gosh you know that's 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 just part of a part of basically emerging into the being that you want to be as you travel down your path now i want to ask you with regards to uh how we create abundance how do us, you, anybody, all of us, create abundance in any area, no matter what conditions we're facing. Like you said, you have some some things that you were going through in your life, and, um, you know, you kept striving forward, so to speak, and you've created abundance. But for the average person listening to us have this wonderful conversation, what would you say to them with regards to how they can create abundance in any area of their life, no matter what conditions they may be in?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question, and that is the premise, that is the promise of the premise of the abundance principle, which is that you can create an, a, all you need, all of your needs abundantly met, no matter what conditions you've been through or no matter what you're facing, that's how you were designed to create. But let's lay a little bit of foundation for people so they kind of understand, step by step, a little bit, how it works, why it works, so it doesn't just sound like we're pulling it out of thin air. Is that okay? Go for it. Right, so the first principle is what I call the great reversal, and we we started touching upon that, but the great reversal is the idea that life doesn't happen to you, it happens through you, it comes from you, Everything you could ever need to be all you were created to be, you, you brought it with you, okay? And you didn't come here to get anything or, or um, add anything to you. You came here to release what the poet Robert Browning called the imprisoned splendor, or what the Sanskrit um, writes about when it describes what is a human being. MN stands for man in Sanskrit, and it describes the, the man, which includes woman, as the dispenser of divine gifts. So our design is to be a, a opening a channel, a portal, an instrument to release some gift or gifts into the world. That's why mm-hmm. we're here. It's all within us. Then you look at the great ancient teachings, whether it's Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, Lao Tzu, Muhammad, Kuan Yin, Lao Tzu, you know, whoever. You see right. that they were all describing the same idea and telling you basically everything is within you the kingdom of heaven is within you even jesus said that if we had just gotten that piece right we'd be in a very different place but it's not religious. (laughs) it's not a religious statement He never said it was outside of you. He never said it was beyond the clouds. He never said there was a man in a white beard sitting on a cloud with a scepter. None of that was ever part of the teaching, just so people know. right? Um, Right. They were all teaching the great power, the great source of all creation is within you. So that's the first piece. There's nothing woo-woo about that. That's always been the truth, and it's even how all of nature grows. The second piece is that wealth... All the substance of creation, whether it 's dollar bills, you know stocks, bonds, cabbages, or kings, the substance of all wealth is invisible mm-hmm. okay it's invisible and mm-hmm. in material, and why how do we know that? there was nothing, and then there was everything we call that the mm-hmm. big bang right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so that 's why I also always find it ironic when scientists who believe in the dogma of materialism, which basically says that matter is the foundation of life, and that consciousness and intelligence, all this stuff, is a, an emergent property of materiality, but they also believe in the Big Bang, which is there was nothing, and then there was everything. Mm. Everything had to come out of something and it did it came out of the no thing which is really the substance of everything <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, that 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 invisible no thingness or nothingness really is consciousness or intelligence or spirit or whatever term works for you but it is the substance of everything that appears and and so when we begin to understand that we understand we are designed to create the same way and again for those of you that are spiritual or maybe even uh, religious when it says in the Bible made in the image and likeness of God that doesn't mean you look like a man on a cloud with a beard that that's the opposite you know it's the old joke God made man in his image and man has been trying to repay the favor ever since and so no, it means you have the same faculty as this universal intelligence that you right. are designed to be able to create the same way creation creates, the same way nature creates, and, and, which is out of nothing, right? Now, when you look at something like nature, you look at analogy of the fruit tree, which I talk about in the book. The fruit tree produces the fruit, right. but the fruit isn't the wealth of the tree, just like the dollar bills are not the wealth of our of our life. They're the symbol of the wealth. That's why when all the fruit trees are barren after the harvest, the farmer doesn't go, well, those trees are all broke. Let's burn them all down.
1: Right.
0: You know, the farmer knows she looks at the field and she knows those trees are just as wealthy as they've ever been because she knows the wealth isn't the fruit. The wealth is. Is the tree is the invisible mechanism that allows the tree to turn the raw soil into the sap, the blossom, the marble, and the fruit, and so she knows that. And she, if she takes care of the tree, it'll produce a harvest after harvest after harvest because the tree is the wealth, not the fruit. You
1: the, know, when you I know, read that part in the book, that yeah. I was like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it not,
1: just like I could visualize, I'm like he that um. It was like <laughs> completely opposite of what you hear, right? It, so right. It was like, you know, that's so true. That's so true. It's yeah, the fruit is good, but without the tree, there's no fruit.
0: Right, and know. the farmer doesn't the go. From I'm all tree. out of fruit. I better go run out and try to find more fruit and put it on the tree.
1: Right.
0: Right? The farmer knows the fruit comes out of the tree. The tree is the wealth. The goose and the golden egg story, same thing. It's producing Mm -hmm. all this gold, and those guys decide, let's cut open the goose and get all the gold out of it. What do they find? Just goose innards. There's no Mm -hmm. gold there. The goose is the source, the manufacturer, the factory of the gold. Same with the tree. The tree manufactures fruit, which is the outer symbol of wealth, the expression of abundance. Now, they did a study around this where they measured, they put the tree in a tub, measured the volume of the soil, grew the fruit, took the tree out, shook off the remaining dirt, remeasured the volume of the soil, same volume. The tree mm. didn't take anything from the soil. To grow the fruit, and that makes sense too, because if that was the case, after however many hundreds of millions or billions of years the planet's been around, we wouldn't have any dirt left on the planet, (laughs) right? Yeah, you know,
1: and that's that's so true. You know, it's just funny because when you say when you mention the soil, it's like how many times have you or you know just people out there listening, you've had to rototill your soil, right? Where there's nothing there, or it's like super barren. There's there's nothing. It's just dirt. And then you just let it be, and then all of a sudden you'll get—I don't like to call them weeds—but you get some beautiful dandelions just just popped out. You're like, well, where the heck did these come from? Because there's nothing. There's nothing. I I tilled that soil. Till was like smooth as. Sand yeah. or whatever you know it 's the same thing it 's something within that that manifests as the, you know from the source that becomes that becomes the wealth so i mean that 's just a beautiful... absolutely
0: and, and even beautiful. if there were seeds even if there were seeds in the soil and you put them in the soil, the real magic is that the seeds don 't take the soil away to grow now, if you over harvest and overplant and don 't honor the natural rhythms of the growth mm-hmm. cycle, you can deplete. The, the, the nourishment and the nutrients in the soil. But if you, if you do it in harmony, it works forever, literally forever, as we see in nature. So, right. so, so the key, though, is that the tree grew fruit and took nothing ultimately from the soil, which means where did it get the substance that allowed it to produce all of this fruit? And the answer is from the same place the whole universe came from the same place that the Big Bang got all the substance to produce the universe, and then the same place that you are designed to create from. So that means it doesn't matter if you have, how much you have in your bank account, or how much, what condition your body is, or your business, or your relationships, Or any of that, doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were born on, your race, your sex, your gender, your sexual preference, your history, none of that has any power whatsoever to determine your capacity to create the life of your dreams. Only one core thing has that determination, your willingness to no longer lean on the resource And to start leaning on the source within you and knowing how to turn on that divine power plant and start producing and generating the fruits of your own life. And a power plant doesn't receive energy. It generates it that 's what you are, a divine power plant, and in the abundance project, I show you how to flick on all the switches, light up that power plant, and start generating abundance in every or any area that you most wanted and again it 's not magic it 's principle it 's not personal it 's principle and that's, mm. and that 's what 's key and again, it 's not theory i 've proven it over and over and over again in my own life going out of very, very difficult circumstances. And even like I talk in the book, um, you know, I almost went broke several times in my life before I really got this and learned how to to generate what I needed regardless of conditions. And I also had to practice it in the midst of very trying conditions, like – You know, when my wife got cancer, as I talk about in the book, and my son was going off to college and all these challenges, I got to apply this and really everything grew and got better and she was healed and everything unfolded, you know, out of that. So lots of examples so that no matter what you're suffering with right now, whether you're out of a job or in the job you hate, don't have a relationship or in a relationship you hate, (laughs) not getting the love and the respect you want, or your body's breaking down or isn't working or showing up the way you want, whatever that is, and whatever stories you've been told or are telling yourself about why you can't have and to be and to do what you really truly desire, it's not true. And this reverses all of that. So go ahead. But,
1: yeah. No, I was gonna say. So, you know, as you you share, you know, you have some very challenging times, and in the midst of your challenging times, you kept what has been guiding you, guiding you with regards to you being the source, um, steadfast and true within everything that you you've done, right? And you survived, or you, you know, your why I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to give them the, you know, the just, I want them to get the book to experience it, but, you know, everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out, right? So, with regards to that, you know, some people, um, you know, oh, I'm going to wait for, you know, the, the soil to be, you know, fertilized right before I, you know, plant my seeds so that they can germinate and grow in the most optimum conditions. And well, sometimes that never happens. And if you would have waited for things to be absolutely perfect and, you know, your wife to get better and all that, you would have never been able to manifest what you're giving us today as a gift. So by, by that, what do you mean, and, and I want the listeners, I want you guys to really hone in. You probably want to, like, start writing stuff down. But what do you mean, Derek, when you say you never have to wait for anything ever again? Because I know people yeah. are, are probably listening and they've probably been waiting a long time for stuff to happen, yeah. and some of them may have even be be willing or are ready to give up. What would you yeah. say or what, what do you have to share around that?
0: Well, first of all, you're just asking such the right, perfect questions and focusing on the right next step. Yeah, so it's connected to the great reversal. So when we believe we're empty shells and we have to come out here and fill it up, when we believe we're victims of circumstance, we, all of these are the byproducts. We, we either go out and struggle and strive and push and practically kill ourselves or kill others to get the things we want, or we... Wait and wait and wait and hope someday my prince will come, or my princess, or my raise, or my promotion, or a better economy, or a better president, or whatever. And in some people, even in the most dire religious situations, are hoping and waiting for a better lifetime to come like an incarnation, it's like, well, my karma's so bad this time around, I'm just going to wait until the next one. Literally. So, Mm
1: -hmm. so,
0: so, so, so yeah. So we've been sold a bill of goods and just a misunderstanding. When you understand it's all in you, when you find yourself looking up and going, God, why won't you do something about this? God is looking back at you saying, what do you think I put you there for? And as Gandhi said, you must become or be the change you're waiting to see in the world. So, so the key is, from the emergence understanding, whatever you're waiting for, you're waiting with and you're weighing it down. And as I like to say to people, it's time to get off our big fat assets. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also that this is the ultimate weight loss program, WAIT. So mm-hmm. because you don't have to wait because remember life doesn't happen to you, it happens through you and it comes from you. And and I'll give you a perfect example. I was, you know, years ago when I was uh after I would I actually become a successful actor and I was doing movies and T V and all this stuff and then I had my spiritual opening. I almost died, almost drowned and cracked me open, I told you, you know, monk, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And everything kinda of fell apart for a while and I had to go get a job. And I had to go get a waiver a waiter's job, right? So oh, I went from, I went from being the, the successful up-and-coming actor to becoming a waiter. So I literally did it in reverse, right? You're supposed to be the waiter first. Waiter first, yeah. And then you become an actor, right? So I had to go get a job, and the only thing I could get was as a waiter in Hollywood, and the people I'd starred in movies and TV would come in and be my customers. Now, oh, talk about humiliating talk about shame, talk about feeling horrible about my life. And right. so what I did is I decided to bring what, was, what I was discovering in my inner work and really start practicing it. So I began to, you know, imagine if I was living the life of my dreams that I wanted – Who would I be? How would I feel? How would I show up to my life? What would be my habits of thinking and feeling, being and doing? And instead of waiting, which is how people were conditioned and I was taught, I decided I'm going to bring it now. And and before I tell you that, exactly what happened, I'll give you another natural analogy that will make this make a lot of sense. If you have a little plant in a little pot, and mm-hmm. that little plant had self-consciousness, and it really, really wanted, a big, it wanted to be a big plant, a big tree, and produce all kinds of amazing flowers and fruits and leaves, and live free in the giant field of life. But it's like, I'm in this little pot, this sucks, my life sucks, I suck. <laughs> They don't
1: water me enough. They
0: don't water me enough. enough. What's the point, man? What can I do in this little, cruddy little pot? Well, what's going to happen to that plant? It's going to stay in that little pot. But if it instead goes, okay, here's where I am. I'm going to fully fill out this pot. I'm going to dig my roots as deep as they can go. I'm going to spread my branches as high as they can go and as broad as they can go. I'm going to Give it my all. I'm going to bring all of me to this pot. What's going to happen? The gardener or the farmer or the planter is going to replant that in a bigger pot and then a right. bigger pot and then eventually set it free in the field. That's how we're meant to grow, emerging inside out, not waiting for it to come to us. So here mm. I am in this waiter's job and I decide to do that. Here's where I'm planted. I'm gonna now bring all of me here. And more specifically, as I walk people through in the book, The Abundance Project, I show you specifically what parts of you you need to bring forward, what parts of you you need to bring to your current job or relationship or relationship with your body or whatever in order to get replanted into a bigger version of that life. So I did that in this waiter's job, and I started to feel excited. I was inspired. I was giving five-star service in a three-star restaurant. I was getting amazing tips. But then the waiters started getting you know, angry at me. They're like, who does this guy think he is? Why he is he is,
1: so, right. right?
0: Why is he getting Why such he excellence? Right? He's making us look <laughs> bad, and um, and so I ended up getting fired. And I'm like, what? Oh, man. And um, the the one manager that did like me hired me back. It was a mistake. I hadn't really done anything. So here I go digging in again, giving my all, showing up again. I'm on fire, and I get fired again. This time. The other manager was afraid I was trying to get her job. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so so I, they hired me back again. And this time, I'm like, you know, really cleaning up my story, really letting go of all victimhood, really bringing everything to that job while continuing to hold the bigger vision for my life. Finally, I got fired a third time. It was really more of a mutual agreement between me and the manager that Something else was happening here, and I just didn't fit any longer. And they were right. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized literally that sentence was accurate. And what had happened is I had so grown out of that environment that I literally didn't fit. A month A later. grew out
1: of that little pot. Yeah. I
0: grew out of that little pot. But here's the most pot. exciting part. A month later, I got hired doing work I really loved. And I went from making $50 a day as a waiter to 1000 and then 1500 a day. And then I was, instead of serving people in a three-star restaurant, I was getting wined and dined in five-star restaurants around the country. But mm-hmm. the key I want people to understand is that that didn't happen in the little month period after I got fired. I activated and generated and circulated that energy on the job from hell until I began to become the person able and capable of holding that next stage of my life. So the manifestation of that job that was really the job of my dreams at the time happened as a result of how I showed up in the space that I originally didn't like. I even went on to write an article called How I Stopped Waiting, i.e. Waiting on Tables, and Started Mm -hmm. Serving. How I stopped waiting started serving. So, again, what did I do? I didn't wait for it to come to me. I opened up and found a way to let it come out of me and to be the person I wanted to be, to shine the way I wanted to shine, to feel the way I wanted to feel, and to move in the direction that I wanted to go. And as a result, it emerged. It unfolded. And I've done that not just in the job from hell. I've done that when I was living in a little apartment with my wife and our new baby you know, boy, and I wanted a dream home. And from no way could we afford it to three months later moving into our dream home. I did that when I wanted to travel the world and a speaking tour. From no way can I afford it and have no idea how to, this time I think it was less than three months, probably – I don't know, 60 days or so, to actually getting a deal, getting a client, and being booked on round-trip tickets around the world, all expenses paid, and making – First class, probably. First class, and yeah. making – the, the one, one of the tickets alone was $15,000, and also, and then being paid tens of thousands. And I really want people to hear – that I, I did that not by waiting for anything to change, including not even waiting for me to change, not even waiting for me to feel confident enough, but by beginning to apply these principles in the proper sequence. And like, because there really is a recipe for how we're designed to emerge, to grow ourselves to the next level and the next level. And in fact, Most of what we've been taught to go out and attract it or achieve it or make it happen is producing most of the resistance to the natural unfoldment of our true potential.
1: You know that 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 I like that statement because um, it, I think it's a very profound statement, and I know that a lot of people out there are waiting and they're waiting for the right time, and you know are waiting for this the the conditions to be right or basically the soil to be right so that they could you know burst their fruit so to speak, but you know you also hear a lot about you know, self-improvement, and, and people talk a lot about, oh, well, I took this self-improvement course, and, you know, everything just just started blossoming in my life, and so on, or oh, I, I did this, and it was meant to be, you know, a self-improvement thing, and I want to ask you, why is it that self-improvement is never a lasting solution, but yet it's touted as the lasting solution?
0: Yeah, so self-improvement. When I had my brush with death or near-death experience, I, had, I, was drown, I was about to drown and I had this moment of unconditional surrender and there was a flash and an awareness and I saw that the self I'd been spending a decade to improve was a fictional character. He was an amalgamation of peer pressure, parental fantasy, societal conditioning and nothing I ever did was going to make him enough. But there was a self behind him that was never had never been hurt so he couldn't be sick didn't need to be fixed and he was already complete so he actually could not be improved upon again to go back to the analogy of the seed you don't the apple seed doesn't improve upon itself the farmer or the gardener doesn't go let me figure out a way to improve this seed until it becomes an apple tree no It's impossible the seed is perfect all the farmer can do is create the conditions that are congruent with the pattern already in the seed Mm -hmm. and even in quantum physics we understand there are seed patterns what Plato called the realm of the perfect forms already here but we have to through our own attention and intention create the right conditions for it to emerge in the field. So that's the same, same exact principle. So you, you can't improve your life Your life is already perfect. And again, if you have any religious or Christian inclination, what does it say in Genesis? Something to the effect, in the beginning there was God and there was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. All that was made was made by the Word. Nothing was made without the Word. God saw it all, named it good. Creation done. Mm -hmm. So... So everything after that was the unfoldment of, cre- of this creation. So the divine intelligence, whether you think it's God or universal principles, whatever, or science, there it's basically the truth that there's already an underlying pattern. And what we call evolution is the unfoldment of what was involuted, meaning it's already there, it's enfolded, and then it unfolds. Otherwise, there'd be nothing to unfold. Again, there's the Big Bang, something had to be there as a pattern in order for it to emerge with such order and precision. There is Mm -hmm. no way, logically, rationally, or otherwise, that unintelligent particles randomly smashing into each other would ever produce the complexity of the galaxy and the human mind, let alone even a complete coherent sentence. So yes. there, there had to be an underlying intelligence, an underlying pattern right? And so, right. so that's what's there. That's already there. That's already who we are. So you're not improving yourself, but personal development is closer to the truth. And what that means is it's already there. You've already got it, but you do have to cultivate it. You do have to develop your life, your conditions, so that they are in harmony with the pattern or the purpose or the potential that's already in you. Right. So I like you, that. Does that make sense? I so like you know that. you wanna play. Yeah, guitar. it
1: totally does. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it back to a sports analogy Sure. Just take two people, okay? My son from another mother, Stephen Curry. You know, yeah, he had a nice shot. You know, when he went to college, he was he was like my height, five seven or whatever. It, but that didn't stop him from working on his shot. He had, a, you know, he had a good shot. It was natural. It was a natural progression as he practiced and developed the skills that allowed him to get things in synchronicity and emerge from within him outward. His shot got better. Fast forward, you know he's the best three-point shooter ever, right? Um, yeah. And he can he can lay that ball out whenever he wants to, and it'll right. go in. Or like you think, take Michael Jordan, you know. And I'm going I was just going to you know, say Michael the, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan the slam dunk. You know, Michael Jordan before back, before Michael Jordan became, you know, came to the game of basketball you know he was he was he didn't make his he didn't make the basketball team in high school but he he allowed he just kept practicing and allowing himself to develop so that he became actually unstoppable and i do say that man changed the game of basketball oh, before yeah. bas- before michael jordan basketball was one way and after michael jordan basketball is completely different and now with the three point shot before stephen curry basketball was one way and now it's more of an outside game it's a you know it's a three point shooter game and so yeah. i like how you say you Same know with
0: Tiger Woods, exactly. same with you know, there's lots exactly. of examples. I mean,
1: but, is, but people is, some people argue people. and
0: say, Well well no, you guys, that's the perfect example of self improvement and I would say no. What it is and this is let's make a little a little add a little element here so people can understand. What it is is that these individuals had a seed, a kernel. What what mm-hmm. is called the acorn theory is, or the daimon in sort of uh, Greek philosophy, meaning the core genius, the core pattern. It's already in them, and it it inclines somebody towards a certain. Direction or desire. So your desire, your burning interest and desires are not, this is important, they're not a sign of what's outside of you that you need to go get, but what's already inside of you trying to get out. The word Mm -hmm. desire comes from a root that means of the sire, of the sire, of the creative force, of the father principle. So the desire is that creative impulse, that idea that has been planted in the soil of your soul, in the womb of your being, and it's kicking. That's like the desire is the kick of the baby saying I'm in here, and <laughs> right. And so, what is a pregnant? Ca- I'm
1: gonna come out eventually.
0: I'm coming right? out, or well, I'm coming out if you give me some attention, because you know there's plenty of opportunities to not to dis. I'm imagine tired. a pregnant woman got felt the kick and said, "Oh my God, I want a baby so bad!" And then she went out and tried to get a baby, you know. And she ignored the actual baby she had. She would run into okay. some problems potentially, and pretty soon yeah. those those nice men in white jackets and really good upper body strength would take her away <laughs> right because because she's acting crazy. She's insane, right. clearly. But that's what right. we do too. We feel the desire and we go, Oh my God, I want this so bad, but I'm too old, too young, too this, too that I don't have enough, I'm too much, it's too late, it's too long, it's too hard and you're like, dude, you're pregnant already You've got a yeah. baby. Now you've got to nurture it. Now you've got to sing yeah. to it. Now you've got to talk to it. Now you've got to eat those high-potency vitamins and build up the strength and stamina to give birth to it. Now you've got to prepare a nursery to really have a place for it to shine and grow up. That's mm-hmm. the same thing. That's personal development. It's not self-improvement. The mother doesn't improve the baby into being born. The mother nurtures and nourishes until it's so strong and so big, She can't keep it inside of her anymore, and it must be released into the world. The same thing is true with our babies, with what we're pregnant with. The love, the joy, the health, the wealth, the wisdom, the genius, the love affair of our life, the business of our dreams, if you want it, it's already in you. Stop chasing it. That doesn't mean you don't have to do work. Again, the pregnant lady doesn't just sit around and eat bonbons all day. She, has, like, <laughs> she goes to Lamaze classes. She exercises to get strong. She eats well. She eats right. She changes their diet. She makes up a bu- You know, she, has, she starts studying about what it is. She dreams. She visualizes. But she's not visualizing her life with a child to make a baby happen. She's doing wow. all of that to make the baby welcome because it's already happening.
1: That's the difference. Now, uh, boo, we could, you know, time is just flying by and we can, you know, definitely continue to chat forever. But I do want to ask you this you know, um, with regards to health and wealth, I always say they are very intimately connected. I'm, you know, I believe. That your health is your greatest asset, that is your greatest wealth. And so, can you just share with the listeners um, how health and wealth are interly, in, interly, intimately connected?
0: Yeah. So, well, the first thing to understand that wealth is almost never about wealth or money. What wealth Thank is you. really about is about security, well-being, self-worth, power self-expression etc. So so wealth is rarely about money. Money is rarely about money. It's more about those qualities and So oftentimes when you're struggling financially, and when you're often struggling financially because you're struggling with your relationship to those parts of yourself, those qualities, self-worth issues, self-expression issues, a sense of security, support issues, and you believe if I can just get enough money, I'll finally feel safe enough, secure enough, supported enough to feel good enough about myself to finally be myself and that, and so and that's the cycle that we have and then we struggle most of our days and never ever have enough of that thing called money or wealth to ever finally feel like we are enough so that we can finally live the life we really want even mm-hmm. and when you're in that cycle even if you get a lot of money because the underlying issue is rarely addressed, you still don't feel like you have enough, and so you still don't feel like you are enough, and so you still can't feel free enough to be who you really are. So, mm. and those core things security, support, safety, self worth that's a fundamental sense of your stability in the world, your. Um, power in the world, and when you don't feel safe and secure, your energy literally is constricted, you have more protective mechanisms, so you are not, um, your sense of uh, expression and circulation of energy starts to get very, very tight, very, very limited, and and that's why we know from the mind-body connection that if you're in fear, if you're in, in survival, the literal neuropeptides, the neurochemicals and all of the uh different kinds of um uh what's the word for it? Um, when you're when you're stressed and afraid there's a particular chemical but that's that's corticosteroids. Exactly, the cortisol and all that stuff. So that creates inflammation, it it starts to clog the circulatory systems, and your body starts breaking down. So it's breaking down, and in fact, when you feel insecure and unsupported, that can be directly related to the muscular skeletal system and the root chakra and all of that, which is your base, your sense of tribe and support. So Mm -hmm. we can see that those core qualities are directly related to your sense of well-being, and your, your lack of stress, lack of fear, and overall flow and circulation of energy, chemicals, and ultimately health. So health and wealth are fundamentally founded on the same qualities. That you want to, The more secure you feel, the more stable you feel, the more supported you feel, the more empowered you feel, the more valuable you feel, the healthier you are. And the wealthier you tend to be because they're both connected to the same qualities. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, beautiful. I, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a nurse and been a nurse for a long, long time and a um, holistic health practitioner. So I, I totally agree with all of what you say and it, and how it's interdict connected. Um, I tell people that um, your body talks to you, and if you have something going on external of you, say something that's creating a stress reaction, Yes, that's external. You feel it in your body. A lot of times, people totally. squash that out and they totally ignore it until something grabs their attention. Meaning, their body is screaming at them. They have this inflammation. Totally. They've developed some condition or whatever, and it exactly. really is something that they're struggling with because they are feeling lack in some area of exactly of their their abilities, so to speak. But exactly. um.
0: Yeah, so so if you don't have a lot of money and you're struggling Mm -hmm. and stressing out, you're activating all kinds of stress hormones and different stuff. But again, what I want people to understand is that what's underneath that actually isn't a money problem because what I show you in the book is how do you begin to – Feel the self-worth, the empowerment, the the peace, the joy, the fulfillment, regardless of your situation. You know, when I was working that waiter's job, I wasn't making any money. I didn't like the job. I didn't like the people. I could have easily gone down a path to hell. But because of what I brought to it, regardless of those conditions, I changed the meaning of that. So even though the condition was the same, I became different. And as a result, I activated all of these different mental, emotional, energetic, and physical responses. And that's the difference between nature and human beings. Nature is indigenous, which means you, nature is dependent on external conditions. You are endogenous, which means you literally can generate... The conditions you need regardless of where you're planted in the outside world. That's the liberating truth that we have as being human beings and ultimately spiritual beings.
1: I love it. You know, I think about and I'm sure you can relate to this too. There was times when I was broke eating that nineteen cent box of macaroni and cheese. But you know I look back, those were I may have been broke as Job's turkey as they say, but that was some of the best times I had. to ha I was happy. I was carefree, fancy. You know, my my. I may not be eating the right, most nourishing foods, but I felt good. I was. I felt unstoppable. And yes. you know, and then there was times where I've had a lot of money, a yes. lot, a lot, lot of money. out of your gourd? Exactly, and I didn't <laughs> feel comfortable, and I didn't feel calm, and it was like, oh, you know, this is what I strive for, but yet, how come I'm not, you know, happy as I was when I was eating that nineteen cent box of macaroni and cheese and having tuna fish sandwiches every day? You know, that's it, right. So well, it, you it's look it's
0: at developing beautiful? countries. In developing countries, you know, you go there and you see these kids running around, smiling and beaming, and happier than you've ever been in your life, and they mm-hmm. barely have anything because they don't have the indoctrination of what success and wealth looks like, so it doesn't build, create the stress response in them. Now, interestingly, when the Western culture starts to invade those environments, oh. you find the rates of disease and suicide and all of that go, go up the charts. It's not because of the condition, it's because of the culture and the conditioning right. that, that starts to come in, right? So, right. so, so I mean, in, in inner city underdeveloped communities, suicide rates are super low compared to in the upper-class,
1: wealthy well
0: yeah. areas. And so it's not about the money. Now, let's be very clear. The book is designed to help you have enough money, but it's to have the money and the fulfillment and the freedom all together so that you don't end up sacrificing one structure of your life to, to siphon off you know steal from Paul to pay Peter kind of thing and end up hurting yourself even worse it's designed to show you how to grow and unfold abundantly in balance and that's really the key
1: time for one last question and i th- and yeah. this is this is i'm sure everybody's one to hear this one what are the hypnotic wealth spells or abundance blind spots that we do not even know about we don't recognize them we don't see them
0: Yes, absolutely. And by the way, for those that are listening, we call it it's, it's the Abundance Project. Um, the book is 40 Days to More Wealth, Health, Love, and Happiness. Do you want to give them the link or should I give them a the link? I'm li- going to oh. have
1: you, I'm gonna have you um, share all of that. Um,
0: Just basically. so people that might be waiting, I, I want to make sure people, if they're wondering, because you can get it anywhere, but we, I do have a special treat for you guys. If you want to get it plus over $1,200 in really awesome bonuses, coaching, support, all of that. Um I'm gonna tell you where to go get that and get all those bonuses. So make sure you guys stick around. Um,
1: stay tuned. Please. We're almost yeah. we're gonna wrap it up. I just want him to answer this because I know if you've been listening this has got to be something that you're wondering now that you've been listening to Derek share his wisdom with regards to the whole abundance topic and, you know, the Abundance Project, I'm sure this is going to hit it home for you and you're going to want to grab everything that he has to offer. So stay, just stick with us for another minute or two. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so the hypnotic wealth spells or the abundance blind spots, as they're called, the key here is that we're all hypnotized to some degree. And when you're hypnotized, you either see things that aren't there or you don't see things that are there. Okay? Because you don't see life directly. You see life through the filters of your perceptions. So, you know, you've all heard about it. And the person's on stage and they think they're alone taking a shower, they don't see the audience watching. Or right. they're, they're sitting there and they're hypnotized to believe that that pot of flowers is really a, a, a pot full of snakes and they're terrified well there's no mm-hmm. stakes there and you know all of that they're they're hypnotized they're experiencing their belief their perception well the truth is that's always what's happening and so the we're always only experiencing our perception of reality That's how now, and because we have a collective mind, we have certain collective contracts and agreements on reality, and that's why we all experience a lot of similar things, but then within that, there's a lot of distinctions and differences and degrees because of our own personal set of beliefs or the level to which we're hypnotized or awake. And so in in the area and this is true there's there's hypnotic spells in every area of your life, but in the mm-hmm. area of wealth and abundance there are some there's a few very key ones. We won't have time to go into them in depth, but of course, I go into them very detailed in the book. I show you how to diagnose them and how to snap out of these hypnotic spells. But a couple of them that are very, very important, which we've talked about to a degree, is that we are separate from what we want. That's the first and most major hypnotic spell, which is that we've been hypnotized into believing I'm here because I'm just this body and everything that I want and need is over there somewhere, whether it's a person or a job or money or whatever. And at the realm of cause and effect and Newtonian physics, it really looks that way. But we now know at the level of quantum physics, it's not that way at all that we're actually completely connected and one with everything. And Mm. so so when you realize that and really embody that, and I show you very specific and very practical ways to begin activating that truth in you and waking up from the spell... It's like like this. Right where you are right now, you're inundated with radio broadcasts. You know, you're listening to this one right now, and that's awesome, but there's other ones in your space right now you don't hear because you're not tuned into them. And your favorite music is playing on one of those, but it might as well not exist because it's not manifest in your experience until you tune into that frequency. The minute you tune into that frequency – your station becomes manifest as music. Mm, Or or as mm -hmm. I like to say, you have a manifest station. And Mm -hmm. where was the music before you tuned in? It was right here. It wasn't down the street. It wasn't in the future. It was right here. But the hypnotic spell in life, and so that's the same thing with everything, that beat of abundance, that symphony or song of success, it's all right here. And this is, again, for those of you that are interested in understanding religion and what it really is saying, when Jesus said, they're like, when's heaven going to come, and is it, it, what's it going to look like? He's like, it's not going to come, people. It's not going to be over there or over here. It's already at hand now, and it's already within you now. But having eyes, you can't see it. Having ears, you can't hear it. He was trying to teach them a new way of seeing and
1: saying right.
0: it's invisible. It's, it's an energetic, it's a frequency, it's consciousness, it's real, But you've been conditioned to only judge by appearances, and so you believe you're separate from heaven, separate from the things you need. And I came over here to tell you you're not separate from it. Here's how to get connected to it. So that's the same thing. So that's the first and most important blind spot or hypnotic wealth spell. One other one that I'll touch upon, and then we can move on. For those of you that are spiritually inclined and heart-centered, is this belief that money – is unspiritual or Mm -hmm. having a lot of money or being rich and successful or wanting to be rich and successful is unspiritual. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Being rich and abundant is your obligation as a spiritual being. And I don't mean having necessarily millions of dollars, but again, what did one master say? I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly and that you're here to to model and demonstrate the abundance of nature. So the trees don't have just enough leaves. The sun, stars don't have just enough stars to shine in the sky and make sure it's not dark. There's not just enough sand on the beaches. Everywhere in nature is lavish opulence. You are part of that, and you are meant to express and demonstrate and model that. You're designed for it. So not only is it not spirit, not unspiritual to be abundant, it's actually unspiritual to not be. In the same way that if the... Well, here's another example. Jesus is really big today. <laughs> um, look at what Jesus did to the fig tree when it had not produced any figs. Right. He cursed it and it died. What does a gardener do when your rose bush starts producing roses? She cuts off some of those branches. She prunes it. So if you don't produce... The fruit of your kind abundantly you stagnate and over time your life diminishes so you're you're designed for that so it's not only not unspiritual it's profoundly spiritual and when you have all of your needs met abundantly now you are free to really do the work you're here to really serve the people you're here for to really give your gifts imagine if jesus had to get a job at the post office you know, and for the rest of his life. Imagine if Oprah just decided to, you know, clean people's houses for the rest of her life and didn't decide to be successful and go for her dreams. And really imagine all the people you love the most, admire the most, that have provided the most value to your life. If they were so busy merely making ends meet, they would have never been able to do and be and create and contribute the way they did. So so being abundant, as I like to say, it's hard to be a light in the world if you can't pay your light
1: bill. Right.
0: You're meant to beautiful. be Beautiful. So that's another beautiful. one of the most important things we want to wake up from so we can stop being broke and poor and start showing forth the incredible abundance of life so that everybody else can become free as well.
1: Oh, beautiful. Great, great, great. Now, that, that's perfect segue into now that we you've given them all this juice all these nuggets of gold how can they get the book and get in you get more of you and what you have to share with regards to this wisdom and knowledge behind this
0: yeah unfortunately it's too late to get the book so no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they can you can go to Project book.com. That's theabundanceprojectbook.com, and when you get it through Amazon or Barnes and Noble through there, or if you get it anywhere, at you know if you're in the UK or wherever you are, you just put your receipt information there in that site. We're going to give you um, some live coaching support to create your own abundance project. Uh, you're going to get to be part of the mastermind and book club where you're going to work with other people and with me and my coaches to really form your abundance project and start creating a 40-day plan to take your life and your abundance to the next level. So I don't want this book to just be more shelf help, where you put it on a shelf and walk by every once in a while and say, wow, look at how pretty my shelf is. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. you,
1: look at all these beautiful books. Look at all these beautiful books. Aren't books. I
0: smart and intellectual and spiritual? <laughs> um, no. We want you to know how to put it to practice and get real results. We want it to be so used, like your book, that – it can barely you can barely hold it together between the binder because it's become it's been so utilized.
1: Right. Um, so,
0: so that's what's going to happen. Um, go to theabundanceprojectbook.com while you're waiting to get your book. Go over to iTunes and check out the Abundance Project podcast with over a dozen trainings on how to implement it, starting now.
1: Oh, I love it! So there you guys, there you have it. Go to the Abundance projectbook.com dot com. Get your book. Get all the goodies and nuggets of gold that he's sharing with you. And not only just have the book, but step into the reality of the life of really creating abundance within your life. And and he's here to help you. He's here to show you how. He's got stuff yes. to walk you step by step so that you're not. Stuck, and you don't get stagnant, and you don't begin to wither and die as you walk down your path to bliss, and and learn how to be abundant and abundantly um, fruitful as you continue to go through life. So I want to thank you so much, Derek, for being a, a guest here on Blissful Living. It's just I was super excited to to have the conversation with you, especially you know, like I said, you, you saw my book. It's not like how you deliver it. It looks completely different, but that's because it's, like you said, well used. I carry it in my bag with me. I pull it out. I mean, it's it's just a wonderful source for me, and I didn't know about the other gifts. So, you know, as soon as we're done, I'm going www. it and get all the other stuff that's possible. And I want to pick up a few books for those that I love and care about and share this, this wealth of knowledge because um, I am a catalyst, and I want to open it up. So other people can be abundant, whether they want to be wealthy or they just want to, you know, have better love, happiness, joy, peace, whatever they're looking for to create more abundance in their life and know that they can do that and know that they are the source and they have an avenue to tap in to show them exactly what to do. So, again, thank you so much for spending time with us, and um, super appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I know you got lots of nuggets of gold. We could have probably talked for four hours, but unfortunately that's not possible. He's a very busy man, and he's in much demand, and so we are – Truly blessed to have him to be able to spend time with us. And until next time, I just want to say to all of you, may you be peaceful, may you be tranquil, and may you be healthy, happy, and well, especially when you pick up the Abundance Project book by Derek Rydell. Thank you to our sponsors, the Health, Healing, and Wellness Company at healthhealingwellness.com, and to our other sponsor, All Day Cable at All Cable Inc.com. And until next time, Take good care for now, and uh, I'll be seeing you.
0: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com, or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.